I was telling him I actively am going for something that doesn't sound like anything else. Like it's, it's, it's one of the many small fears I have is someone's like, Oh, this sounds like that. And I'm like, Oh fuck. You know? So that's, I'm, I'm very intentionally trying to make something that gets me outside of my comfort zone. Welcome back to Matt 97's The Check-In. On today's episode, we sit down with genre-blending LA trio Your Grandparents, known for pushing nostalgic sounds far into the future. We discuss their home city and how it's shaped their journey, the drive to make music unlike anything out, and we hear who their grandparents put them onto growing up, plus a snippet of their upcoming single, Living in Hell. Enjoy. Um, yeah, what'd y'all have for breakfast? I had a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. Yes. I had a expensive chicken sandwich. It looked crazy. It was, okay. It was delicious. Okay. It had like, they, it looked like they took ruffles and they like covered it in garlic and honey. It was crazy. It was wow. Crazy. Yeah. It was, I was taste some of the chips. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I think this is the first time I've asked that question, but I think I'm going to start all these interviews with what's, what'd you yeah. have for breakfast? What'd you have for breakfast? <laughs> Gotta really set the tone. You know, I think it, 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 it's an icebreaker. We just set yeah. it off. I had a Western omelet. Oh, okay. yeah. Went to a diner with my friend. Nice, very nice. I'll so. be honest with you though. Like usually, I don't really eat breakfast. I usually it's just me and coffee. Mm. And yeah, <laughs> just try to, try to hit the main vein. Exactly. Caffeine straight to the system. Yep. You know, get your yep. needle. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just it's just Zoom calls and coffee. Yeah. I ate these zooms for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, your grandparents. Yes. Welcome to nine ninety seven. Welcome to the check in, and welcome to New York. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank. You. I love it out here, man. Yeah. We're uh, we're missing our boy Gene Carter. Shouts you out know. Gene right now. He's here in spirit. He's here in spirit. But hell uh, yeah. He's he's handling some business, so we gonna yeah. we gonna send him good vibes, good energy, hell love yeah. support. If y'all want to introduce yourselves, talk a little bit about kind of, I guess, introduce yourself, where you're from, what you do, um, and then we'll get into it. Okay. Um, well, I'm DaCosta. Uh, I'm Ghetto Blaster Man. And we are two-thirds of your grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit, we've been, we've been doing this for a minute now. Uh, we've been making music since we were together since we were about 16 15 16 somewhere yeah i think we i think our first song came out in 2014 which is crazy yeah we were actually at a, a friend's house last night and i don't know how he had it but he was playing like our, our oh first my song oh my yeah. god our first song like two in the morning hell yeah <laughs> I just like turn it off please mm-hmm. but no it was it was nostalgic it was I yeah liked it. it was cool um all three of you are from la correct? born and raised yeah born and raised yeah so you know, I think L.A., like New York, is a, a city of transplants. And so, you know, it, it's it's almost more special when you meet people born and raised in New York or born and raised in L.A. I'm wondering, like, kind of what, how that city shaped you. And, you know, what do you, what do you guys appreciate from being, you know, from that city? Ooh. That's a good question. Um... As for me, I, I I really appreciate the uh, the underlined sense of diversity. That's kind of exactly plays a big role in in being in LA and living in LA, especially as someone who's born and raised. Uh, 
the older I get and the more people I meet, I realize that a lot of what I love most about LA is that it's people coming from all over the place, mm. bringing their, you know, their, their culture or their food or whatever it might be to the city and then kind of throwing that twist, that little twang on it. Yeah, you get like a sampler of the whole world, which is really cool. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely it's definitely something you you kind of realize, I think with over time. Yeah. You know. I I I guess I could consider myself a bit of a homebody, so the past few years I've been like exploring more and going outside more, meeting more people, and that's something I've noticed that I think is really dope. It's what I like to say uh it's the thing that makes LA LA. Mhm kind of a kind of a vibe but yeah yeah i do think we're we live on like in west la kind of closer to the beach like he lives in ladera i live in like playa vista culver city area so i know a lot of i've spent a lot of time at the beach just kind of going there like in the mornings like in the summer i'll just i'm like five minutes away so i'll just get up get my car and go yeah so that's definitely had a big influence on my mood like that's Yo, one of the reasons sure. I could be so relaxed. Starting your time. day like in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Sweet. just that like that sense of calmness of just like having that environment around has just really mellowed out my deme- my demeanor. For sure. Yeah. Um so you mentioned that y'all have been making music together since you were young. Yeah. So I you know, I and I know you know, honestly, it's funny. Like, I think a lot of people probably have stories of me and my homies in middle school were making music. Obviously, there was a time that that kind of, like, shifted for y'all. When, like, what was, when did you have a moment or did you ever have a moment where you were like, oh, we could do this for real? Mm. And, like, what was the catalyst for that? You know, honestly, I think the first session that we had when we made the first song that we released was the moment. It was, it's funny, we actually made that at, kyle's grandma's house fire and um you just felt it we just felt it you know you know it's kind of it's kind of ironic that your grandparents made their first song at their grandma's house yeah Yeah. that's great um it was pretty instant from there that's kind of like the first time we were like yeah we're gonna do this like we're we're a group now but i think i think one of the moments when we were like okay this is really we're gonna really like put our all into this was when we started opening up for overdose they've been really instrumental and like kind of helping us get our footing at least around la and stuff like that they they're the big homies they were they were putting us on to just game and like letting us open for them at like the observatory and the roxy and stuff like that so yeah Yeah, big big shouts out to them for sure yeah for real they put us onto a lot of game really early yeah we were 16 years old Mm -hmm. yeah knew nothing about the music industry yeah uh i just wanted to rap <laughs> i just like i just want to rap but yeah. it, it seems fun but they uh they really showed us that like you could or we could we could turn this into something for real yeah and they they kind of they did they did a good job of giving us that reassurance that like you know with practice and time like you can make you can make shit pop you can make shit shake yeah shout out to overdose shout out to ricky riera he he like he he took me in and really showed me a lot of stuff about production for a couple of years and that was really cool like letting me just come to the studio and just make shit all day yeah um but yeah so they they the whole the whole desk they really <laughs> the whole like even q we used to, was our first manager yeah, yeah, yeah. and then through him is actually how we met uh 
half of our management lane because they were homies. And so, like, yeah, they've, they're the ones that kind of set us up into the position that we are today. Yeah. I'll say the moment I think I realized that this would, this could be something for real, like for real, for real, we were probably probably like, like right out of high school, it was probably like 18, 19. And I think I, 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 I came to my class. We were going to Santa Monica Community College. I, uh, I pulled up to the campus, didn't go to class, <laughs> sat in my car, played some songs we were like working on, fell asleep, woke up, did that again, missed all my classes that day. And I was just like, yeah, like, I don't think I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do anything else. <laughs> so I was just like, I told my mom, I was like, mom, like, I don't think I'm going to like do anything and like be happy with myself if I don't try this. And she was like, you know what? I, I respect that. So yeah. go full force. And I was just thankful enough to like meet friends who, who were into it as much as I am. And also blessed enough to have that, that stability and comfort in my life to where I could focus on it with them, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that was like a really important part in the decision-making process. I yeah. Think. And super shout out to my parents too. They, the HQ. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> my house has been the, the headquarters for sure. Mm. We used to, we were making our first like official mixtape that we dropped on SoundCloud, like right out of high school. We would move all of the stuff in our studio into my parents like primary bedroom and then we'd run a run a long ass cord into the her closet she had like a walk-in closet oh my god she's got the most swag i've ever seen so there's clothes all the way around yeah. and it was that was our vocal booth for a lot of Yo, stuff for a long time master bedroom yeah right, yeah just yeah like chilling wow yeah wow, that's real support they were hella supportive for real, for real. yeah that and like you know they believe in you you believe in yourself like yeah that really, mean something mm. for real support system is serious man. yeah i've met some people who like are not as fortunate as we are yeah. and they don't have that support system like it's just them you know super grateful for that so, man. Like, not even just music like just life in general you yeah. know, you, know? <laughs> you gotta count your blessings man, man. Um, you know i love your guys' sound and i love the fact that uh you know you actively don't fit into boxes and i'm wondering kind of like is that has that always been the formula of just like we're gonna make what we want to make without having to worry about like where it fits? Yeah. Or did that kind of yeah. evolve? I I I was talking to somebody about this somewhere like a couple of days ago, and they were they were talking about how basically how our music is so different, and I was telling them I actively am going for something that doesn't sound like anything else. Like it's. It's it's one of the many small fears I have is someone's like, oh, this sounds like that. And mm. I'm like, oh, mm. fuck, you know. Yeah. So that's I'm I'm very intentionally trying to make something that gets me outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, he you definitely you you definitely push me and Chaz to kind of expand our creative ability i'd be throwing wild shit throwing at them wild fucking <laughs> wild cards. shit just yeah like, weird yeah exactly weird. that is one of the weird. mantras in the studio for us we're just like especially when like me and him are going in on our verse we're yeah, just like we're how just can like, we make this weird how can we how can we make this like how can we take the context of what you've written it and then flip it on its head and see how we can make it mean something else just with like delivery or sometimes effects we keep it pretty dry but yeah. a lot of like just whatever we can to make it as far away from 
where we started as possible. Yeah. Because yeah. mind you, when we when we initially started making music as a group, it was like pure boom bap hip hop. Yeah. Like bars. Yeah. It was all bars. Chaz hadn't started singing until like years into like making music. Yeah. And I think I think he really picked that up after our last our last album through my window. It was like really where he started experimenting with his voice. And that kind of played a role too in in the dynamics of the group where it was yeah. like Cole's production started to kind of force Chaz to do more of that. Yeah. And yeah. it also forced Chaz deciding to sing that way forced me to write the raps in a way that complemented that. Yeah. And it just kind of became this like this fluid motion where right. it's like we get in the studio and it's like we just know what we're doing. We're just here. It's just a matter of making it work and making it like you were saying, just not sound like anything. Yeah. Anything yeah. else that anyone's doing. And I think a lot of things too, like we I think trying to be as authentic without sounding corny because we are kind of taking on a vintage style of things just mm-hmm. we're keeping kind of true to the name your grandparents a lot of stuff we make we try to make it sound like it's been out for years kind of mm. through my window like yeah, yeah. with with past love like we try to make that sound as like 70s and vintage and retro and funky but we don't want to be like, oh, they're like, they're the 70s guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want it to feel like a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely trying to like, that's a, a line we straddle for sure that I think kind of keeps it fresh. And, and that's interesting because you're like, I, I never want someone to say this sounds like this, but then it's rooted in you know? an era. Yeah. yeah. But but that's like you're like okay we're pulling from that and then we're pushing it forward yeah, yeah. and I, I feel like that just also comes with anything of quality really yeah there's always that reference point mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't talk about and mm-hmm. it's like yeah everything everything kind of has like a reference point where it's like you draw inspiration from somewhere yeah the earth has been around for however long it's been <laughs> yeah. people have been yeah. around for however long they've been around and art has been around forever so it's like as original as the idea is in one's head it's like it's still coming from somewhere it's yeah. just a matter of your take on it and exactly. how you decide to flip that and execute it and then present it to people yeah like i can i can go i'm, I'm contradicting myself by saying this <laughs> but like i can listen to most of the songs we've made and be like oh this is where i got that idea this is where i got mm-hmm. this idea and stuff like that and i think just exposing ourselves to as much quality music art just kind of any medium of kind of like creativity in general i think definitely plays into how it sounds even if we're like just watching a movie or like going to an art gallery and stuff like that like everything seeps into everything people always ask me like oh what do you guys play on like is not 97 you play a lot of like hip-hop r&b like that's the genre you play and i'm always like i don't know we like gravitate towards that but the artists that I think we're most excited about are artists that don't fit into a genre, mm. like artists that transcend genre. And, and so I feel bad trying to say this is what we play. And I think we also do, a, you know, put forth an effort to not try to put artists that we play in a box. We try not to do comparisons um, and let it stand for itself. So, but I, but I'm always, and I, I wonder if you guys are doing the same thing. You're always like trying to explain that. Yeah. And do you think like that kind of fluidity 
ever holds you back in a way? I've thought about that. I've definitely asked myself that question. Just because we keep everything diverse is not like one thing we can pinpoint mm-hmm. that's uniquely us outside of just us as a unit. So yeah, yeah, it's very difficult to explain. Especially it yesterday is. when we were performing here, people were like, uh, like, oh, you guys sound like, what's the inspiration? Or like, oh, like, what would you describe yourself as? And stuff like that. Or trying to explain something to a stranger, I'd be like, yeah. I yeah. you gotta just listen. You gotta just listen to yeah. it. I would love to just like, just be able to say, just like, just listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that be the explanation. I'm gonna start telling people completely wrong yeah go i'm crazy. like oh yeah go, we're a punk band yeah we yeah, yeah punk. go crazy yeah. Nah, but <laughs> what you just said just listen to it yeah that's honestly like was and still is the like inspiration driving force of not 97 because the way I, when we do our show the way it's set up is it's a roundtable discussion we're talking about music and for so long i was like you could read a whole blog post. You could read a thousand words and still not mm-hmm. even press play. Right. You know, yeah. like, and I just felt like we needed a new medium where I can be like, yo, this is your grandparents. They're from L.A. It's a trio here. Listen. And then just like go. Okay. And Rashad, one of my co-hosts, he, we have a thing called the Rashad intro. Because like I'll introduce a band. I'll tell you where they're from, mm-hmm. how old they are, like whatever. Rashad intro is just like. Your grandparents here. <laughs> I love that. And then yeah. we talk about it after. And so it's like that really is the the ethos of what we're trying to do. It's like listen to it yeah. and then we'll talk about it. Let mm-hmm. it speak for itself and you then know. we can have the conversation. Because yeah. I may I may tell you one thing about something, but as soon as you go listen to it or go watch it or whatever it is, you're gonna have your own interpretation of it. Yeah, and what I true. say may not like may ring true for me. Like I may like this is what this makes me feel like, but then you listen to it and you're like, Oh no no. I think about this when I, when I hear this. So, yeah, you know, um, I know a lot of groups, uh, whether it's like a full band or, or duo or trio have a lot of different, like writing styles, how a song goes from like an idea, um, to a fully fledged song. How do you guys like approach that? Is it kind of ever you, you guys come together and see what happens or are each, each of you bringing ideas to the table and then they develop, as of lately we are actively trying to be more specific with the subject matter of the songs and we want people to go to the songs and be like oh this song was about that or this song was about this but we want it not so much i guess for a better term we we are in in a way spoon feeding the audience but we want to spoon it's like you were saying earlier today food for thought Mm. so it's like you 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 see what we're talking about you hear what we're talking about but we're talking about it in a way that makes you kind of question how you originally felt about it so whatever the subject may be that's just something we've been kind of working on doing and me and gene we've been collaborating more on the the hook of of the songs and and trying to to make a really specific message with that and uh yeah we just we collaborate with it we come together and we we try to figure out the best way to to do that yeah and i think that's that's a really big contrast from what we usually do because the first two albums that we like officially put out were very like stream of consciousness this is what's going on right now put it on the song you know like Mm -hmm. through my window 
is very much just like a chronicle of the two years or like year and a half that went into making it. Like you can listen to it and kind of like go down the line and be like, okay, this is how things developed over that time. But I think as we grow creatively, kind of like Kyle was saying, we're trying to make something that's a little more like direct and then also just like storytell too. Hmm. Like, like this is what this song is about. It's a story that we're going to tell you as opposed to just like, this is what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that when we, when we would do that, it was always, uh, it felt like a, a two side, two sided coin kind of thing where it's like, there's one perspective and then another. But I think that comes from us just being individuals yeah. and especially with me and Chaz who are doing like a lot of the vocals it's Chaz's perspective on one subject and then my perspective on one subject. And now we're trying to figure out the best way to bring those together, but have it cohesive. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? And I think we'll, when it gets time to introduce the new song, I think we'll get back to that. Cause I know y'all are crafting a whole story yeah, and building a whole story for kind of this, the new record that you're building towards. So yeah, whatever it is, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, but I also want to talk like, you know, we spoke about the sound uh, and we spoke a little bit before that we started this about like the the sound, the live instrumentation, like yeah. the music. And I, and I wonder like one, uh, do y'all play different instruments? Yeah. And, and I want to like go back to that conversation about live band shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I play piano and kind of a little bit of everything else but mostly like piano and bass those have been my focuses but i i've been doing music since i was eight i started piano lessons then so it's pretty easy to translate simple ideas or just kind of have that general musicianship that kind of transfers to guitar or bass or drums and same for same for gene too he started violin when he was a kid too and then he moved to guitar so he's a, he's a strings guy but yeah, strings. he can pretty much pick up anything too yeah and for myself i uh i i i on and off with instruments yeah. that's been my relationship with it since i was i was young but i definitely i guess i could say i have have an ear f- for it i can i'm getting better at at uh communicating what i'm hearing if i'm unable to play it yeah but yeah and so when you guys have like, like I'm a sucker for a, a horn solo, a horn part, and and I, I love that there's a lot of that in, in your guys' music. So is that like you guys have just different people that you bring in? Yeah, mostly the homies. We do a lot of stuff. We do is in house, but whenever it isn't, it's usually a friend. Yeah. Like I don't think we've ever been like, we need a trumpet player first person to come through is there there's usually usually someone we know or someone they know yeah like it's never too removed from our group of friends which is nice yeah yeah for those of you who don't know cole produces everything that we that we put our voices on and it's been that way since since the start yeah Uh, so he's really the the backbone of of everything i i could say for sure yeah, Holy and it's been really exciting, too, because especially with this last album and then what we're doing now, we've done a lot of, like, co-productions with people, and that's just opened the world of possibilities, yeah. especially for how diverse our music is. It's just adding a whole nother channel of, like, new ideas that can come in. Yeah. So we've had some we had some pretty cool producers on the album, and then 
the mo- the one I was really excited about was uh, the last song we put out, Pootie Tang, mm-hmm. was produced with um, our homie Josh Conway, who's from the Marias and been big fans of them. So it was really Sick. cool to like yeah. go from being a fan to like like being like a good friend of his. Yeah. And so that's that's really cool. And he's a fucking beast. He's yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, awesome guy. Yeah. Big shouts out, Josh. Yeah, big shouts yeah. out to Josh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to keep watching the evolution and see, like, because even seeing y'all yesterday and, like, when we were just listening to the playback, it yeah. sounds like y'all have a full band there. So it's For like, real. I'm like, imagine if y'all had the full band there, you're going to be going crazy. Yeah, yeah. The That's only time we've ever had anything, like, band-wise was when we played Day in Vegas last year. We had our homie Don, shouts out to him, on the drums, and then I was alternating between bass and piano. Yeah. Gino and that was a lot of fun. It sounded so good. It was a lot yeah. of fun. It was yeah. amazing. That was, that was a good time. That was an amazing time. Hell yeah. Um, you know, I think I, I love discovering a new artist and diving into their visuals and everything super on point. And, and you guys do that in an incredible way. And I, and I know a lot of the times you're directing, producing these visuals. Um, so I'm wondering, like, has that always been something you guys have been like tapped into as well yeah 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 Yeah, and and it's it's cool that you you actually just like made me realize this but i don't think it was something at least for myself that i i i thought i would be into uh until later um we ended up well like right before we graduated i joined our our film program uh gene had been taking it all four years cole coming in and out of the class just because like the the teacher was just cool and just liked that we were creative kids trying to make something and the visuals definitely the visuals and music like they go hand in hand you know Mm -hmm. i'm at least my favorite artists they always have they always kind of create this world you know like how kanye west where it's like college dropout is insanely different from Jesus. yeah but it's he he visually created something for you to see where it's like this is where his head was or even tyler with like every album it's completely yeah. different yeah you know? for real he goes he goes in on the 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 style of it the the mood of it the colors even you know and yeah it, it's interesting when we when we do our our music videos we definitely are trying to give that feeling where it's, we're creating this world for the audience and this is like what this is what it feels like this is what it feels like to to be us right now the the kind of vision of it yeah yeah and i definitely i mean ever since i started creating stuff just like music i um i've always wanted to have a hand in everything just cuz i like the consistency of being able one to kind of like have influence on everything and make sure that it all kind of is cohesive and connects big continuity guy i love when things match up would y'all ever are y'all ever trying to get into film stuff because i feel like you're producing and directing those videos you make it a little bit longer you gotta you're basically making (laughs) short films at this point yeah yeah i mean i know i want to score that's that's definitely their avenue I want to go down. Like score and doing foley stuff and just kind of being on the music side. Yeah. It was that's yeah. where I want to go. I definitely I wanna try acting. Um I feel like I'd have fun doing it. I also it's it's on my bucket list to direct a a horror film. Mm. Yeah, he's been talking about this for yeah, years. Like, <laughs> he's a horror he's a horror I'm, fanatic. Like, I love scary movies. Uh what really like put me onto it was uh I saw the shining. Mm. the ah. first time with my mom when i was like really little 
weird fucking movie, but yeah. I just couldn't get over it. I was like, that was so weird and like cool. And then, you know, I started watching more scary movies. I till this day, I think my favorite scary movie though is Hereditary. Mm. It was just like if I were to make a horror film, it would be that. It's yeah. like it's not Ooh, your practical yeah. jump scares. Like it's all psychological. And you're just like, why am I uncomfortable? Yeah, like, why do I feel this way? <laughs> it's weird. Man. I hate it, but I love it. Yeah, I think definitely acting and directing a little bit. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Or, yeah. And then I know I know Gene is getting in his director's bag. Yeah. He's he's been about that. He's really good at giving directions and kind of like knowing the right words to be like, This is what I'm looking for and this is what I know you can do. Here's the connection. Yeah. You know, he's really good at explaining that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, over the last few years, uh, I've gotten more, like, we've done some, we produced some music videos through Not 97 and watched different friends that are directors work and directed some of the live sessions we do, and, and so I've seen, like, how much work goes into that shit, yeah. and so when I see a music video and then it says, like, producer, director, your grandparents, I'm like, fuck, that's, yeah. like, that's a lot of work. And yeah, a lot of the time it's just us three and and a homie who DPs. Yeah, yeah. And we're just making something happen, you know. Yeah, yeah. Making a dream come true. Yeah, <laughs> I think the biggest production we've done so far was this year for our the first thing we put out. Somebody told me, mm-hmm. and that was like a proper set with a crew and everything, and. We we put out a little budget to make that one happen, but it was a lot of fun. It was really stressful, but it was it came out really fire. Yeah, yeah. But then Pootie Tang was kind of more true to our like DIY sensibilities, mm-hmm. like it was just us three in a little studio room at Pirate, and we had the homie Josh come through and he made a cameo in it. But the rest of it was just like the homegirls came through and I'm in I'm behind the camera and. Jeans in front of camera and Kyle's like assisting around, yeah, kind yeah. of in between, and it's yeah, and then we sit there and I edit it, and yeah, yeah. you edited it, I edited it, yeah, yeah. wow, edited it, and then Kyle and Gene, Kyle and Chaz, I don't, yeah, Gene, <laughs> for Gene just for <laughs> for clarification, Gene is also Chaz, yeah, and. Yeah. yeah, just in case, because I know we've been saying Gene and Chaz, yeah. and yeah. he introduced himself as DaCosta, and then I've been saying Kyle. Yeah. yeah. So I, I actually, like, I usually never introduce myself as DaCosta. I usually just use my mm. first name. But DaCosta is my last name, so my mm. full name is Kyle DaCosta. But I was like... You can't miss, though. Like, yeah. either one you say, he's going to be like, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, or, But... Yeah, it's yeah. very DIY. Yeah, yeah. It's very <laughs> DIY. No, that's impressive. Um... So I like, I've heard you guys talk about um, where the name comes from. So my question is, uh, who is your favorite artist that a grandparent put you on to? Ooh. That's Ooh, a sick question. Yeah, yeah. For me, Sade. Ooh. There was a moment. Yeah, I had a moment. <laughs> I don't think my grandma was in a Sade, so that's fire. My grandma put me okay. on a Sade. Okay. She used to pick me up from school every Friday when I was in elementary school, and we would go to the movies. And I remember we were, I don't remember what movie we were seeing. I just remember on the way there, there was a billboard of her for like uh, 94.7 The Wave. Uh, 
and she was just she was on the billboard and then her song uh by your side was playing and i was like who is this and she's like oh this is Sade. she's on that billboard and i was like oh she's so she's gorgeous and she sings like an angel yeah. mind you i'm like nine years old <laughs> so and i'm just like ever since then i've just been like obsessed obsessed that's definitely the one i gotta give her credit for yeah Sade is timeless music um i think my grandpa is a he's a jazz guy he loves jazz i think i think charlie parker i think that's one of the big artists that he's put me on to and just kind of just bebop in general but charlie parker is someone i can specifically remember like being in the car and he was like oh you don't know about this you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) you know you know um but just jazz in general, the Gypsy Kings too. He loves the Gypsy Kings. Um, yeah, I think those two, those two, and that's definitely kind of helped spark my love for jazz. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so before we get into y'all introducing Living in Hell, uh, you know, like I mentioned, I know that there's like a narrative unfolding with these singles and that you're kind of building a story like you said um so i'm wondering you don't have to give too much away um but kind of you don't even have to talk about what the narrative is but i'm just kind of wondering uh i guess where that comes from like building uh a conceptual story oh i'll break it i'll break it all down i'll break it right down yeah i i kind of started it off coming up with like the concept of it we wanted a way to be flexible but still have consistency across a visual like our visual medium and our like sonic mediums and stuff like that so kind of piggybacking off the fact that we make a lot of our visuals and we're very much like want to move into that world i kind of came up with the idea of having like a tv world where everything is very like much a caricature of what it is and then kind of having the alternate being you watching yourself on tv and kind of the complete opposite of the world where it's like everything goes wrong so it's kind of like we want to alternate between these two worlds where everything is kind of drab and bleak and nothing going right and then you see yourself on tv and everything is exactly how you'd want it perfect you get the girl after even in reality like maybe she broke up with you and here you get her and stuff like that so we wanted to kind of play with those dynamic opposites and kind of bring them together in this kind of outside view where you see both of them happening and kind of watching these characters develop and that's why in the music videos there's always shots of each of us watching ourselves on TV. Interesting. Yeah. So like, and somebody told me I'm watching myself get broken up with. Right. And it's this crazy tongue in cheek. I'm not, I'm not an actor, <laughs> but it's just, <laughs> it's, it's me watching this really horrible, awkward soap opera, like breakup happen. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? And then in, um, in Pootie Tang, Gene is watching himself like 
be Pootie Tang. And if you've seen Pootie Tang, he's, Pootie Tang is the man. He is like, he can do no wrong. Larger than life. Larger than life, you know. <laughs> and then in Living in Hell, it'll be a similar situation mm-hmm. with that boy DaCosta over here. And then once the album, once we get to the actual album itself, we want to kind of continue that narrative and expand those dynamic opposites to the music and really like give the music. I wouldn't say it's going to be like a night and day feel, but we want to make sure that like the sound reflects that mm-hmm. and kind of that weird kind of like, what am I watching? What is, what are they going through? type feel make yeah. it it's gonna be very cinematic yeah yeah very cinematic I, yeah i feel like he explained it perfectly very thorough so now it's your turn to talk about living in hell yeah okay well living in hell is our 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 third single for this project that i will not name <laughs> uh <laughs> uh yeah Classified. it's 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 definitely one of our more serious tracks it talks about a lot of you know, trade off for for the the success one would want for something, and that that work that you put into it. And I guess the concept was, in essence, or I guess even like it's like lack of a better term, but it's like what what would happen if you, I guess, quote unquote, like sold your soul or yourself for the success, mm-hmm. but you never received it. You you yeah. put all this this energy into it and, and and all of this blood sweat and tears, but you never got what you were promised. As I guess was kind of the the focal point of that song and what that would feel like and what that would sound like. So that was the idea behind it, and then we named it "Living in Hell" because that's what's in the hook, and also the the title I think reflects very much the. Uh, the real the real world struggle of that where you know people have their dreams and their hopes and they do put in this work for it but you're not promised anything and when you put in that work for it even though you aren't promised you f- you in a lot of ways feel o- like it's owed to you you know when you when you work really hard for something but in the real world you don't always get it even if you work for it so yeah sheesh <laughs> <laughs> so we'll let the song play this episode out so if you want to give Give the like radio intro like this is living in hell by your grandparents. Gotcha. Okay. Do you want to do like a Disney thing? Where we, like, say you want to go back and forth? Yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> Yo. Right, do you want to? I don't know. I don't know. We've never done Hey it. guys, it's Ghetto Blaster Man. It's DaCosta. <laughs> Make sure you check out our new track Living in Hell. <laughs> oh no. Right, no. We'll we'll no, no, we'll no. That was so bad. Oh god. Um all right. I'm DaCosta. I'm Ghetto Blaster Man. We are your grandparents. Yes, sir. This is our new single, Living in Hell. Check it out. Enjoy that vibe to that. Boom. Thank you.